When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Oh, looking forward to the finals. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're only a few sleeps away and we kick off on Thursday. Your oat milk. Yeah, that, <laughs> just to fill everyone in, um, we've just got our coffees in and... I've got the wrong lid and ended up with an oat milk latte. And and you were loving it. Not really. No, no not at all. <laughs> not, a, um, not a massive issue. Um, we're it, building it, up. It really builds a phlegm in your throat, though. Oh, mate. You've got to be careful of that. Just want a simple coffee. That's all we want on a morning. Thursday, all eyes turn to the gab up. Um, this could easily be a prelim final, given the way these two teams have played at, at any stage throughout the course of the year. But... It's cutthroat all of a sudden. Lions taking on the Tigers up at the Gabba. The coach of the Brisbane Lions, Chris Fagan, has been good enough to join us. Go, Fags. He was there. He may have had no milk latte as well. Are you there, Fags? All right, we'll go back to the boys. We'll get that sorted out. His name is up on our board. There must be a little gremlin in the system. How, uh, the question I will have for him is basically how is he handling – yeah, I suppose they've, they've slowly dropped away, it seems, in the second half of the year. But how do you take this opportunity to actually recharge and refocus your players? And, and more to the point, what's the training that he would do in this next two weeks to have them up and going? Because they're on the home deck and there'd be a game they'd be really confident of playing and well, winning. We can ask him again. We'll give him another try. G'day, Fags. G'day, Gary. How are you? Oh, sorry about that. We had a little uh, gremlin yeah, in the system. Not sure what it is. Got Nathan Buckley with us and... Just contemplating what's going to be a massive uh, Thursday night. And in between, I was I was actually reflecting on how you as coach would handle this two-week opportunity. And it, and it is an opportunity. Um, so psychologically and even um, you know, with your training, has there been any specific focus that you've, uh, that you've worked on over the last week and into, uh, into Thursday night? Uh, well, firstly, we had to recover from the Melbourne loss, which was a, which was a decent sort of a loss. It seems to be the... The two games that we've played really poorly this year has been against them. Outside of that, we we feel like our form's been, you know, pretty strong. The other five losses have been by two goals or less. So uh, uh, probably honed in a fair bit on the season overall and and our performance across the season and that we should feel optimistic going into the finals. Um, and, and pretty much that, you know, everything that's happened in the last last uh, four or five months doesn't really matter once you, once you hit the field on, on Thursday, Thursday night. Uh, we used last week to freshen up a little bit. It's been a, been a long season, and we, uh, we travel every second week, so that always takes a, a little bit of a toll. So it was good to to uh, just not have to do that. Uh, you know, we did a lot of skill work last week and a fair bit of running, uh, and we introduced a, a bit more competitive work later in the week and mm. and on the weekend. And uh, you know, we know it's going to be a really uh, hotly contested game. Uh, we've had good battles against Richmond the last little while, and we're looking forward to the challenge on, on Thursday night. Well, Fags, you, you've been one of the heaviest scoring sides. You and, and, and Richmond are the top two uh, offences uh, from an aggregate perspective across the season. 
But I suppose one question that I want to pose is around your defence. Now, I think you've had a really strong back six for the most part in the last three or four years. Is there something that's that's falling away a little bit, whether it's your forward pressure, whether it's how your midfielders are, are owning space through the middle of the ground? Is there, is there anything in particular that you think that you can shore up and, and support your back six a little bit more with? Yeah, it's a good point. We've, it's, it's something we spend a lot of time on at training, but uh, definitely our last half of the year we've, we've dropped away defensively. I think it's a, it's a combination of some of those things that you mentioned, a bit of forward line pressure, a yep. bit of ability of, of, of our midfield to, to transition quickly once we, we lose the ball, particularly against teams that want to take the game on and, and go quickly. And we've had a bit of instability in our in our back six, to be honest, since uh, since the bye. I reckon we probably played about you know a dozen players through there, if not a few more. So, uh, uh, and we we haven't been able to stabilise it this week because we've lost Nara Answorth due to suspension. So uh, Marcus Adams looks like he he's done for the year with his concussion. So um, uh, still still a little bit of disruption there, but we've got to you know that's what this season's all about giving opportunities to players and a lot of those guys will play in our back line this weekend played a few games this year and we look forward to them making a strong contribution so Fags as you say that the two losses that you're most disappointed with came against the same team so what is it about the that team that is, is giving you the issues and where can you get better well to be honest Gary I'm worried about it too much because we're not playing Melbourne this weekend yeah. we've got to play Richmond so they they present a different set of um, of challenges. Um, I feel like the Melbourne game, we got beaten in different ways. The, the, the first time we played them, they beat us in the midfield at contested ball, whereas in the game the other night, it was the contested ball. Uh, we couldn't win the ball when it went in our forward 50, and mm. they were able to win the ball when it went in their forward 50. So it was a little bit different um, each time. Um, so, you know, Melbourne are a good, well-rounded team. Uh, you know, it's always... You know, you, you hate those losses, but they, they're good to learn from. So um, hopefully some of the things that we've taken on board from those games will help us in the, in the weeks ahead. Um, I was interested with your comments about the um, pre-finals by Nathan and I have been talking about this morning. You're not a fan? No, I, I just think that teams that finish top four should get the advantage. And I I don't think that... I think if you have the week off before the finals and then you win the first week, then you've got another week off. That's that's really challenging. We lived that a couple of years ago and you end up playing about one game in 27 days. So whilst you're physically fresh and you might have all your players available, you're not necessarily match-hardened. And I, and I think, um, I think uh, you know, players enjoy playing. They enjoy the routine. So for me, the double, the double rest is not necessarily advantageous. You've, um, you've obviously cut your teeth as a team on contested ball and clearance and, and being able to give your forwards uh, heavy supply. Um, uh, I mean, a, a comment again about Lockie Neal and his, his capacity to improve um, yeah, as a player year in, year out. Where, uh, where, do you, where does he sit in terms of players that you've coached um, yeah, in your extensive coaching career, um, not just as a senior coach, but as an assistant coach? I mean, he, he must be right up there. Oh, he is. I haven't seen too many better. I mean, I thought Sam Mitchell, in a way, at Hawthorne was always a boat that was working away at his craft. But um, I think Lockie's taken that to a new level. Uh, he, he was disappointed with his year last year, albeit it was it was fairly injury interrupted. But uh, he's got enormous pride in his performance, and that that drove a really strong pre-season. So he's come back a better runner than ever, and uh, he's one of those guys that's 
constantly working away at his craft, whether it be his kicking left and right or, or his handball or his gathering skills. There's, there's always something that Lockie's working on. He's a fantastic example to, to his teammates. Were you satisfied, Fags, with the way the whole Zorko thing played out in the end? Uh, yeah, it's a, it was an interesting one. I mean, obviously what he said was inappropriate and he, and he did apologise for it, which um, he didn't need to be prompted on. Um, uh, but as we know on the footy field, it's a bit of a two-way street out there, so there was a lot coming his way as well during the game, which didn't really get reported. Um, but I think it's now in a, in a decent place. Both clubs have, I think, pretty much immediately after the game agreed to let, let things go, uh, but then it, then it became blown up during the week. Um, he took a little bit of time to get over it. Um, it was pretty um, upsetting for him and his family as well. He, he copped a lot of flack about it. Um, but as I said, he was, he was man enough to say that it was the wrong thing to say, and we, we all move on. You're, I mean, in the inner sanctum, folks, is this one of the more difficult things you have to deal with? Because, I mean, if you deal with that face-to-face and, and it was, you know, if it was Dane and it was Harrison, and then it was Melbourne and Brisbane, and then that you feel like, as you said, that it is um, respectfully dealt with. How, how do you manage the 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 um, the media side or the the external side that that can't, that comes from that? I mean, how do you how how does it actually sit with you, like knowing that that is swirling around? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, and it's a distraction that you can do without. Um, that's for sure. And, uh, and I, I spent a fair bit of time talking to Zorks last week, particularly towards the middle of the week when he when he came back to the club, just to make sure that, that in a sense, he was OK. I mean, his his leadership was attacked um, left, right and centre. And as you know, Bucks, when you're a coach, you're pretty close mm. to your captain and you know what they do within the four walls of the footy club. And, you know, Zorks took over at a time halfway through my second year where we were zero wins and eight losses. And... Uh, it's been onwards and upwards since that point in time. I think we won five games for the rest of that season, and he's been instrumental in, in um, you know, driving the group forward. He's with his energy and his enthusiasm, and yeah, he's, he's like all leaders. None of them are perfect. He gets a bit feisty, and he's passionate about the game. But from my perspective, what he's been able to do over the last four or five over year, four or five years has been able to galvanise the group, and and so I felt. I, I uh, yeah, I probably identified strongly with him last week, and just wanted wanted to make him him understand that uh, what was being said about him publicly is not not the thoughts that we have um, inside the club about his contribution, um, particularly over as I said over the last five years. I, I, I see I see you as a side that is so well drilled, um, very measured very consistent in the way that you go about things. I think there's a few players that have given you that edge and that emotional intensity and, and Mitch Robinson's one, Reese Matheson's another. Where where do those, those boys sit and how are their importance for you to find this edge um, that we're all looking for as a you know, as a senior coach, as a team going into finals opportunities? Yeah, well, you've, you know, I've identified correctly. They, they're great spirit players. Um, you know, they're admired around the footy club for that. They enjoy the physical side of the game. Um, in fact, they look for it. Um, and, and, you know, they, they are really a very important part of, of our makeup as a team. Uh, they're certainly not perfect players. Uh, sometimes their skills can be a bit scratchy, but their contest is, is uh, fantastic. Um, you know, Mitch was our medi-sub in the last game. He, he went and played in the reserves the next game 
had, had that next day had 40 touches and, and led the way with the reserves guys. And Reese has been in the team the last five or six weeks, and um, he's really helped us with our contested ball and and our, and our general energy. Can you read your? Um, can you read your group? You read your group better than anyone, I'm sure. Um, have they got a spring? I mean, Charlie Cameron at this time of the year tends to just bob up and looks like he's made for finals. Have you sensed that amongst this group, the excitement of, of being out there again on a Thursday night? Yeah, well, one of the things that you look at is, is how they train and, and, and the noise level around the footy club. And it's a funny thing to, to, to look at, but, it, but it, it tends to be noisier the happier the group is. So uh, last week, you know, once we moved on from the loss, we had our, our review meeting on the Monday. Once we moved on and set ourselves to look forward, um, our training has been really good. Um, and as I say, the energy, excellent. And the, the players' own participation and coming up with their own ideas about, you know, what we need to do this week has been, been really strong as well. So uh, we've got a highly motivated group at the moment. I can't finish the uh, interview without asking about Dusty. What are your expectations um, for someone like Dustin Martin hadn't played for nine weeks? How do you treat him? Yeah, it is hard to know, isn't it? How that how that goes. Well, you got to. I guess you just got to expect the best version of him and and, mm. and plan for that. Uh, it's a long time out of the game, but um, he's a champion player, and um, if he plays, no doubt uh, he'll rise to the occasion. Is that is that the male that he'll he'll play? It would appear that it is down here, Fags. As much as we can get a handle on uh, Barmy and his right his uh, full information <laughs> flow. <laughs> get ready for him. Right, no worries. I'll be I'll be. We love having a chat with him. There's a few others we have to worry about too. There is indeed. They're in good nick, no question about it. Thanks for your time, mate. We appreciate it and good luck. Cheers. Chris Fagan. Very, very measured. He's a ripper. Very measured and uh, and organised, and, and that's the way that his team's come across. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.